You know, sometimes as a content creator, you lie a little bit and you say that you're not going to go live and then you get to the airport, you get bored, you realize Wi-Fi might be good enough. I guess we'll see how it holds up and you go live anyways. That's what we're doing today. We got about 30 minutes, so it's not going to be long, but it should be good. Rohan's here with me again today. We'll get you next. Here we go. All right, welcome back to Last Second Sports. We are giving you our take down to the last second. Probably the quietest intro I've ever had to do in my life because I am at the airport. Rohan, what's good, my man? I hope the Wi-Fi holds up. I guess we're about to find out. You know, when you first talked about you and lying, I thought you were about to throw a jab at me and I was going to get ready to come back with, you know, some some sort of fiery jab. That's 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 out of the picture. We're here talking 49ers training camp, day eight, and Jesse's at the airport. It's going to be a fun show. Yeah, absolutely. The Wi-Fi thing keeps showing up. So, I mean, I don't know how good this is going to be. Hopefully, y'all can see us. Uh, I I had to get one in. We might as well. So, Rohan, uh, I've given my thoughts to anybody that has watched the instant reaction. Let's go through the quarterbacks. That's probably what we're going to have time for. So, let's start with Brock Purdy, who is the starter of the San Francisco 49ers. How did you see his day today? I, I thought it was up and down. And I thought in, in that way, I thought it was down early and I thought he ended on a high note. And I broke this down in a Twitter space that I did a, a few hours ago. But overall, the way that I looked at Brock Purdy, right? I know you, us two were together again, by the way. And the way that I looked at it initially, I was not that impressed with his day. Compared it in a way to his start, his poor start on uh, day, day two of training camp, his first day where he ended up going two of seven. But Overall, I wasn't that impressed, even though he started to a four. Why? Because he took a sack on his first play, uh, his first drop back from scrimmage. And personally, I thought that was on him. He held on to the ball too long and then had two underthrows. One, George Kittle bailed him out, had a really, really nice catch over Drake Greenlaw. The other was an incompletion. Talano Hufunga had two hands on the ball, just going to come down with it. It's a tough play, but a, a PBU nonetheless. And both plays, the receiver had a step on the defender and then ended up having to wait for the ball. Um, you know, it's not like they egregiously had to wait. It's not like you're spending two, three seconds, but in a play that's developing as quick as it is, you know, you either hit him in stride or you don't. And if you don't hit him in stride, it just gives the defender an extra chance to make the play. And here, Purdy threw the balls with great anticipation, but didn't end up really, uh, you know, just the ball was in the air too long. Ends up not being uh, one of them a completion, one of them not, but not necessarily the best throws possible. However, Purdy bounced back with his best session coming in the move the ball period, got the lone touchdown drive of the day, and he had a couple of nice throws. Hit Brandon Ayuk for a 25-yard um, ball, and that was uh, it looked like a skinny post, and that was his best ball of the day. Uh, working against Yamato Lenore, just put it right on Ayuk's hands, who caught it right over Lenore. Um, had another, I believe, 15-yard pass on that on that drive as well and ended the drive with a 12-yard touchdown pass on a fade route to Debo Samuel, putting it up to where his receiver could go get it over Charverius Ward. I gave it around a B-minus to a B overall for Brock Purdy. Man, you're harsh, bro. No, I'm just kidding. I uh, the, the best throw of the day by far was that bang eight throw. Actually, I don't know. 
his two best throws was either the bang eight to Ayuk that you just talked about, or even the touchdown throw to Debo was really good as well. Um, just okay. so you know, in case the Wi-Fi cuts out or anything, I've got the background change. I took the overlay away so you you can actually take over the show if you need to. So by all means, uh, do so if the Wi-Fi cuts. But I agree. I mean, I think that it started off really, really rough. In fact, after that first period, I looked at you and said, I think this is the worst he's looked even though he had a couple turnovers the first day that I saw him in pads, this was worse because this, the two balls up the left sideline, the one to Kittle that was caught and the one that really should have been intercepted by Hafunga were severely underthrown. The one that Hafunga should have picked, I, this is the way that I described it. It was like a center fielder waiting for a pop fly. He got there so quickly and closed on it so quick, and the ball was just hanging, waiting for him, that he had to, like, chop his feet and wait for it, and then, like, jumped, and the timing was weird, and he dropped it. I don't know how he did, but he he should have had a clear pick there. But then Brock Purdy bounced back in a big way, moved the ball periods, looked really good. That's where the two best throws that we talked about. If If we could remove that first portion of practice, I'd have given him an A. No question about it. He crushed the move the ball. But because that first period was so bad, I had to give him a B. So I'm I'm right there with you. You were at B minus B. And that's pretty much the way that I saw it. I, I did give him a B. Now, before we get to Trey, I want to talk about Sam real quick. Sam, for me, I also gave a, a B. Very, very different day than Brock Purdy, in my opinion. He completed 11 of 12 passes. But... And you think to yourself, okay, well, hold on. So if you completed 11 of 12, this has to be an A day. How is it not? This is why you don't just look at completion percentage. This man completed a 10-yard pass, an 8-yard pass, a 7-yard pass, and every other pass was either a screen, a 1-yard pass, a 2-yard pass. Everything was short for Sam Darnold. And then when it got to the move the ball period, all the quarterbacks had at least two shots at move the ball. His offense went backwards and lost yards. So he wa- he didn't put the ball in harm's way like Purdy did today. However, he didn't move the ball when it came to move the ball periods. And because of that, and he wasn't pushing the ball downfield, at least Purdy took shots. Even if they weren't good, at least he took shots. I got to give him credit for that. And so for me, Sam Darnold, I also gave a B. How did you see Sam today? Yeah, I actually graded Sam and Brock very similarly, but it's funny because of the disparity in days. Brock and Sam couldn't have had the they they had the absolute opposite days. Sam Darnold was highly efficient. 11 of 12. The one throw that he was incomplete was a throwaway. He threw the ball into the ground when pressure came off a play action pass, very similarly to the way Trey Lance threw a ball into the ground the other day after facing pressure. Um and so that was that was the interesting part. Sam Donald to me today, I mean, highly efficient with his completions. The one lone really poor play that I thought from Sam Donald came after a sack. He had a near interception. Deshaun Jameson uh, broke on a pass, a really nice play by him. But it was after a sack, which is why it doesn't count when I factor in my overall grades because that's after a play. But like Jesse said, 11 completions. I charted only two completions as over 10 yards in terms of air yards. He had one, and they were both his first two passes, in my opinion. Ray Ray McLeod, he hit on a 10-yard out, and then he hit Debo Samuel on a 10-yard slant. 
And there were a couple of passes that had a lot of yards after the catch for sure. And so you, you do credit him, obviously, getting the ball out quick and things like that. But there were times also that I felt personally Sam Darnold took a little bit longer to process. The ones that he goes there's a there's a notion when you see Sam Darnold go through reads going past the first and second read of a play you do see him take a little bit more longer to get to the checkdown I saw that on an early checkdown of his I thought honestly had the offensive line not protected as well as they did that should have been an easy sack in general he had probably held on to the ball for longer than four to five seconds on that play maybe four to five seconds overall it's just You'll see some plays where Sam Darnold does his processing might not be as quick as some of the other quarterbacks, while his arm talent is certainly there. But an efficient day for uh, for Darnold. The reason he's not higher didn't necessarily wow me. Um, that that's been the case, and I'm I am a little harsher. Uh, in terms of my grades, I, I do um, shy away from giving A grades just for any regular performance, just because for you to really show me that you you excelled that day, you need a variety of different throws, and you also need a, you know, you, you do need a strong day overall, a strong body of work. Darnold didn't put the ball in harm's way. That's a good sign. He was highly efficient. Good sign. Obviously, though, his throws come with a little bit of context as only two of his 11 completions went for over 10 yards or 10, 10 or more yards of air. So that's the way it is. Yeah, it was very uh, Jimmy Garoppolo-esque. <laughs> he, played the, he played a great Jimmy Garoppolo role today, let me tell you. Okay, let's talk about Trey Lance. And this is an appropriate comment third string all pro because your name is third string all pro and if lance was playing third stringers today then he was an all pro uh lance actually was playing with a lot of third stringers today but he was going against the second team so he wasn't going against the third string he was playing with third stringers against the second team so that uh his day today was was pretty damn good i mean not an a day definitely not an a day i gave it a b plus he had two throws today that were absolutely elite. One of them was to Jawan Jennings, where he threw it up over the, the uh, linebacker's head, dropped it in before the safety could come. And then he had, what was his other long one? He, oh, Danny Gray. Uh, Danny Man. Gray or was it Ronnie Bell? I believe it was Danny Gray. Danny Gray over the middle. Yeah, yeah. And that was a really good pass as well. Um, you know, Gray kind of split two defenders. He tagged him right in the middle. Oh, shoot. Around. I am wrong. So um, you were right. It's Ronnie Bell. and he had Is two, it Ronnie Bell? Two 15-yard okay. passes to Ronnie Bell on top okay. of the big one to Jawan Jennings. Okay, there we go. So it was Ronnie Bell. Split defenders, threw it in between. It was a good throw. And here, here's the way that I grade, just so people know, because I know that there's probably a lot of discrepancies out there. I've talked about how, you know, I, I'm not going to count sack plays and those types of things like Brock Purdy today threw a pick six, like threw a pick six, but it was on a play that I called the sack. So I didn't count the pick six. Definitely should note it because it's a decision. It's still a poor decision. After you get sacked, it's not like you get hit. You have time to move around. The play keeps going. It was a bad decision, but technically I'm not going to chart it because it was a sack play. However, I do want to point out for me, the player that pushes the ball down the field the most and is consistent in doing so and also isn't putting the ball in harm's way, that's the player that I'm going to tend to give the best grade. So today, I gave Lance the best day because he and Brock both pushed the ball down the field. 
Brock was a little bit inconsistent with it, with a couple underthrown passes. I think he went three of six in his attempts. Trey pushed the ball downfield, and I believe he went four of four in his attempts and looked good. So he didn't put the ball in harm's way at all. Brock Purdy did. He pushed the ball down the field, as did Brock Purdy, but he was more consistent on completing those passes. And so I'm going to give him the best grade of the day, the way that I saw it. Now, there were two throws. Um, I don't know how other people have reported it. One of them definitely should have been hit. It was, I guess you can call it quote-unquote layup. Really, it was him getting, I thought, to his read late, where he rolled out light, uh, late. It was during the, the move the ball period. Rolled out, went to hit TDP, and basically ended up throwing it in the dirt. I don't know if it was like he saw it late and the defender was there, so he threw it in the dirt, or if he was trying to throw it to TDP and it was a bad throw. Either way, it's a negative play on him because it was seen late even if he threw it in the dirt. And then the other one was to Jordan Mason, a similar play, except for this one. I don't know if Mason dropped it or if they were on the wrong page. I really couldn't tell. It hit Mason in his left hand. like, And it's not like... Mason didn't even like have to stick his hand way out to get to it. It was like right here and he just didn't get his right hand out. So I don't, I think that those two have been kind of off as far as like being on the same page. They've had a couple throws. That's the second time now in this camp. I also want to note this because we talk about how Brock Purdy had a touchdown. Trey Lance actually more than anybody moved the ball the best during the move the ball period. He got it closer to the goal line than anybody, but it's on second down. It was towards the end of practice and Brandon Allen hadn't yet had many opportunities. So they just pulled the offense on second down and said, all right, Brandon Allen, you're in. It was like, well, hold on. They're about to score a touchdown. Like you're not even going to give the offense a chance to score. So I thought that was interesting. Who knows how it ends? Maybe Trey throws an interception. Maybe somebody runs it in, maybe, but it looked to be headed for a touchdown drive for the offense. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't get a chance to finish it. And so that's the way that it went. How'd you see it? I thought Trey Lance had the best day as well. And I mean, I'm not thinking this is a significant margin. If I were to grade him, I would probably put Trey Lance at a B plus. I would probably put Sam Darnold at a B. I would probably put Brock Purdy in a similar range around a B given that they the way that they threw it. And I thought Jesse broke it down really well in terms of the disparities in the days. Purdy pushed the ball down the field, so you liked the fact that he was aggressive, but did have a couple of throws where you'd probably prefer to have different placement because some were underthrown on the deep balls. And he also took a sack that I personally didn't like. Um, I thought that he should have gotten that ball out. Those were the three negative plays that I really charted Purdy with overall. As for Sam Darnold, I didn't chart a negative play. Um, there was one iffy play where I thought he should have gotten the ball out way earlier when going to his when going to his check down. I thought he processed that one a little slow, but he still got it off before the sack came. And so you, I, I don't really chart that as a negative play. As for Trey Lance, I really had one negative play. Lance had three incompletions on the day, three for eight, through eight for 11. The first incompletion was the one Jesse just mentioned to Jordan Mason. Me personally, if it wasn't a miscommunication, I still thought that Jordan Mason should have run a better route. It seemed like he was either turning up field or was late in his outbreaking route. He should have flattened out earlier because Christian McCaffrey ran a very similar route on a play uh, that was near then. And McCaffrey, you know, he he flattened out, got the out route, and it was an easy completion for Brock Purdy. I thought Mason didn't flat, uh, 
he wasn't flat enough. And so when Lance's bullet, because this one was a bit of a dart, when it came, it hit one hand and Mason didn't get the second one out. Seemed like he might not have also been ready for the ball and also might have been a miscommunication. A little bit tough, personally, if that was the correct route that Mason was supposed to run, that out route. Thought he should have flattened it out a little earlier uh, and flattened it out more. That was my personal um, uh, thing with that route. So I didn't blame that one on Lance. His second incompletion was to Tyron Davis-Price. This is the one that I thought was his worst play of the day. For me, Trey Lance, I thought this one, he, he had gone through his progression and he found the check down but he also wanted to get the deep shot. So he bypassed the check down, looking downfield, and then scrambled out of the pocket. The check down was open prior to him going back and uh, searching uh, deeper down the field. Thought he should have hit the check down earlier instead of scrambling and then missing, obviously, at TDP's feet. That was the lone missed play that I thought Trey Lance had in the move the ball period that was. His third incompletion was his final one of the day. Look to hit, try and hit Braden Willis. And this is something that I pointed out in random observations yesterday and also in my article today. It seemed clear Lance had one play kind of left to try and push the ball down the field. We saw this yesterday at a couple of times. Purdy had one play left, and so you saw him uncork a 30-yard dart. Again, we don't know necessarily what the conversation is, but it seemed like they were pushing it more than they usually would based on the the based on the fact they only had one place so they were more aggressive sam Darnold did the same thing and it seemed like per, uh, lance tried to force one in here just a really well contested throw by taylor hawkins it was not even a bad ball it was to the chest of um his receiver i believe his intended receiver was Braden willis it was to the chest of Braden willis but this ball was going to be really hard to throw in front because it was throwing to his left side with the defender in between lance and the receiver if he had thrown it it would have been you know uh more of a floater type of pass and it was such a tight window that's hard hawkins though makes a great play bats this one down lance eight of 11 those are the negatives the very positives though a couple of throws two big ones to ronnie bell for 15 yards the hugest one was to Jawan jennings got 25 on the play and it was a really nice ball because he got it over the linebacker and into the hands of Jawan jennings so was able to move the ball down the field a couple of times and mix that in with a couple of nice throws i think he had a screen pass in there a couple of check downs a couple of shorter passes and also avoided the blitz once had a blitz coming heavy on him and i thought that that was a good play i know jesse mentioned it during practice as well i thought that was a good play Blitz coming, Marcelino McCrary ball charged in, um, and he had also pressure coming from the left side. Lance took a step back, was able to hit, um, I, I forget exactly who, I believe it was Jawan Jennings again, was able to hit one of his receivers though, get that ball out quick. It was a short game, but still a good way for him to understand that he's processing the game fairly quick, not holding on to the ball too long and having the pocket converge on him. Overall, liked what I saw from Lance. Not going to give him an A just because I thought, you know, first of all, um, you know, I thought that there were a couple of things that I thought he could have done better. Um, if we're talking specifically placement, there were a couple of throws that I could have liked a little better. There was um, a ball on an out route, which I told Jesse, that's this is the worst deep out that I've seen Lance throw. And it was a completion for a, about 15 yards. Lance had thrown a deep out route to, I believe, was either Willie Sneed or Ronnie Bell. And this one Lance threw again. Great anticipation. Good, uh, great anticipation. That's the thing Lance has done. Good anticipation on these throws. The touch was solid. The only thing was the placement, instead of being necessarily in front of the receiver, was on the receiver's shoulder instead of being in front. So the receiver caught the ball, but Lance had thrown it hard enough to where the defender uh, trailing behind the receiver still couldn't get there by the time the receiver caught the ball for a nice 15 to 20 yard gain.
overall, B-plus day for Lance. Liked what I saw from him. Yeah, I keep seeing people talk about, like, oh, first string, second string, third string, like, who are they against? Again, we've talked about how a lot of the practices, the padded practices, not so much until ex yesterday, the padded practice, players were subbing in and out a lot. So there wasn't really, like, a first team versus first team, whatever. I also want to note that Charvarius Ward on defense has played, like, five snaps. <laughs> Like he he happened to get beat today by Debo for the touchdown, which was a really good throw. But it's mostly been Ambry Thomas out at corner against the first team offense, and then there's no Bosa. So we can say, hey, it's first team, it's second string, but there's context that can go into all of them. Yes, Trey Lance and Sam Darnold are doing their work against the second team defense with second and third string players. You can knock them down for that. Or I can also come back and say, well, listen, Brock Purdy's going against the defense without the best defensive player, arguably, in the world. And Charvarius Ward's playing very sparingly. And every every time Ambry Thomas is on the field, he is getting cooked. So they target him on a regular basis. Although today, he had a hell of a play on George Kittle. So that was pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I want to say, you know, that one play, the the blitz on Lance was also, yeah, you talked about it, but a really good throw because it was a free runner. And he had to get it out quick. And it was one of those where you don't have time to set your feet and you got to kind of throw it like off platform. And that's one of the things that when when Trey Lance was drafted, I said that I would like to see him improve on is some of the off platform arm angle stuff. He could throw off platform okay, but it was more like, hey, can you bend the arm around and complete a pass? I felt like this was one of those ones where he had to change the arm trajectory, get it around a defender, and then dump it into Willis's hands not a, a pass that you're really going to note because it's only seven yards, but it's one of those things that if he didn't hit it, people would have killed him for it. And I think he did the right thing in that play right there. So definitely something worth noting. Also, let's let's talk about this real quick. Um, kickers. <laughs> I know this is interesting to go from quarterback to kicker, but both of these kickers do not miss. Like, have we seen them miss any kick? Have you seen any missed kicks? in the At least in the five days I've been there, they're both money from 50, 55 yards. It's absolutely crazy. Now, Moody has the stronger leg, no doubt about it. But even Zane, I've been calling him Inzane Gallus because he has been hitting every kick that is thrown in front of him too. So I, Moody may end up being really good, but it kind of goes back to my original point when we were talking about draft picks. And picking a kicker in the third round, they have a kicker that's actually seems to be pretty good on the roster. And that they may have an upgrade in Moody, but it's like, man, was it really worth a third round pick? I don't know. But um, kickers, like, have you seen any misses? Maybe, maybe it happened before I got there, but they've both been really, really good. There've been a, a slight few. Moody missed one from 63 today. He just, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, off target. It was just short. By oh, short. You're right. He did miss one. Yeah, yeah. But that listen, 63. Yeah. When you're setting like record kicks, I don't even count that. That's. I was actually surprised he was short because we saw him go good from 60 the other day, and he put it yeah. through the upright into the scoreboard on the fence, which would have been another. It would have been good from 65 to 67. So he has the leg for that kick. No, he's got a leg for sure. Um, I've seen a very few select misses, but I, I have been impressed by both kickers. And this is a good time to bring up my kicker article where I pointed out the kickers in the NFL and their success rate. Um, of the top 10 kickers in the NFL last year, only two were drafted. Eight were undrafted. 
Zane Gonzalez is one of the players who is, uh, or Zane was technically a seventh round pick in 2017. The last year he kicked, he was 20 of 22, had a 92% kick rate back in 2021 with the Carolina Panthers, missed all of last year with an injury. He's not a bad option. He's not got, he doesn't have, he doesn't have a, a super, super strong leg compared to Moody, right? Moody has got, that's the reason he was drafted so high. But I know we were together when we streamed during the draft and we both had a similar reaction talking about the kicker in the third round with the talent on the board. Yeah, definitely. Uh, LK Digital Media says, here's 99 cents. Uh, Les says, does Taco look like he could steal Drake's job? I've heard this so far. How's Callie treating you? Safe travels home, brother. Well, I'll work backwards. Appreciate the kind words. Callie was great. Met the airport now. Got to catch a flight in about 40 minutes. So looking forward to seeing my family and kids. As far as can he steal Drake's job, Taco's been excellent. Do not get me wrong. Taco has been really, really good. I know Rohan can probably speak a little bit more to it because he's been charting those one-on-ones, but Rohan's like tapped me on the arm a few times like, hey, Taco won again. And then in the 11-on-11s, he's making plays as well, getting sacks or near sacks, what have you. Drake's also been very, very good. Like, don't get it confused. Drake Jackson also, I believe, has been playing well. So can he steal his job? No. But is Taco stealing something? Yeah, it seems like he's stealing a late roster spot here. And I think he might be a steal for the 49ers going forward because he looks to be pretty damn solid himself. What do you think about Taco Charlton? Taco's man. I mean, Taco is like he he well, first of all, when I read this, like I thought Drake the singer real quick, and then like uh I was in a, a mind warp. But Taco Taco has been good. I mean, he was the guy who really stood out to me the day he got signed. He came in, his first route was just nasty work. And I mean, Taco continues to he continues to have a good play. He had a he beat Il Manning today, beat Jalen Moore today on a different rep. He's got a good spin move, lost one of his reps. Um and one-on-ones today, but he was an impact not only in the passing game, but also in the run game. I saw him get two run stops today. I charted with him, charted him with two run stops today, and a solid day overall for Taco Charlton. Now, do I think he could steal Drake Jackson's stop? I don't believe he can at the moment. Do I think, though, he could steal the opposite job to Drake Jackson? Absolutely. I think the really the first the top reserve role behind drake jackson and nick bosa is up for grabs now do i think drake jackson has played phenomenal to the point where he's untouchable for his starting spot no i think he's had ups and downs and i talked about this in a space i thought his start to camp was fairly impressive but some things that have stood out to me one he does struggle at times to disengage uh disengage with strength Strength is not necessarily one of his biggest uh, biggest options, although he did get a little stronger, right, this offseason. And two, I think his pass rush moves, there's still a little more refining that needs to be done. Developed for sure compared to last year, still a little more refining needs to be done. But his bend and his, uh, his bend, his measurables, and his speed, the combination of bend and speed for him should be able to help him this uh, this season for sure. I don't think that that job is going to be up for grabs. I think the 49ers are going to let him go go through some of those growing pains, understanding that they can sacrifice just a sliver of talent at that defensive end spot with the amount of talent they have at defensive line. Because Javon Hargrave, he has shown through this camp, he's the real deal. Nick Bosa, is the, he's the defensive player of the year. And then Arik Armstead had a pretty solid day as well today. Another solid player. Listen, I'm going to say this right now. Uh, I know a lot of people expect me to be really biased with this quarterback breakdown. 
The only agenda I'm pushing is that Jalen Graham is a stud. Jalen Graham has become my favorite player on this team almost overnight. It's absolutely incredible. Jalen Graham, just remember that name, linebacker. In the preseason, I'm very curious to see what he does because it seems like day after day in the one-on-ones, this guy figures out a way to make a play. And I'm telling you, today I charted the one-on-one uh, receivers, tight ends, linebackers, um, safeties, that type of stuff. And there's probably 25, 30 of these things. Defensive players won twice out of 25 or 30 reps. So it is obviously meant for the offensive player to look good. Not with Jalen Graham on the field. Jalen Graham basically won two reps the other day against CMC and, and Juice Check. And then today, he won another one against TDP, where it's like, dude, how does this happen? How does this guy always seem to win reps in these situations? Then when we get to the 11 on 11s, man, he spilled around the corner, made a hell of a play for who? I don't even remember who it was, but it was, uh, was it Mason maybe that he, that he hit in the backfield? Who was it? Do you remember? You're muted. You're muted. You're muted. I don't remember exactly. I'll I'll look at it, but that one was a nice, nice play from Jalen Graham. I yeah. remember, and that was one where I pointed out, "Hey, that's your boy, man," because he's he's been cooking a little bit. And this is where Jesse, this is where I trust him a little more because I haven't watched one on ones for skill position players. I've focused specifically on one, oh, line D line, allowed Jesse to really fill me in with the one on ones, and that's a guy who stood out the other day, right, with a rep against CMC, and now continues to stand out. A guy you got to keep your eyes on for sure. Yeah, I'm really, really excited about him. Just, again, these are guys that are fighting for roster spots, late-round picks that you're going to see in the preseason, and, and just just look for them. Last year, I felt like that guy was Womack, and he certainly lived up to those expectations. This year, I'm putting my money on Jalen Graham. He's the guy that I think is going to flash repeatedly during the preseason and just so we know just so we're clear i didn't chart kyle shanahan's throws today but he picked off kyle shanahan twice so i'm just just gonna throw it out there he picked off kyle twice <laughs> all right ink talk tv says can y'all answer this for me if purdy is the future why would they be rushing him back he obviously is not ready and i'm tired of the excuses i don't think that he's not ready i think purdy is very ready i think there is definitely deserved rust to be knocked off. And I think that he deserves that grace period. However, uh, I, I think we're starting to get to the point of this is who Brock Purdy is. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing because Brock Purdy is doing fine. It's not like he's awful in these practices. He definitely is moving the ball. Well, you know that the offense can be efficient with him. He proved that last year. I would assume that that can stay the same, but if you yeah. think Brock Purdy's just going to come out and impress you with his arm, or make big downfield throws and go out and win you games th that are put solely on him. I don't think he's that guy. And so that's where we're starting to kind of mix in where people may say, well, you know, he had a, he had a rough start, but he's shaking off the rust. And okay, we're now, I think we're to the point where the rust is shaken off. He's played in, in five or six practices at this point. Four of them have been padded. He's thrown, you know, uh, 
a hundred passes or so in padded practices, the the rust is gone. Now it's this is who Brock Purdy is, right? And so I don't know. I mean, I don't. I, I just I I think that that excuse should be done at this point. He's the starting quarterback of this team. He will be the starting quarterback of this team. The conversation it's interesting because. When you look at it between him, Darnold, and Trey Lance, the conversation always seems to go back to the backup quarterbacks. It's like when you say something about Purdy, they're like, yeah, but Lance. Lance is the backup, right? Like the comparison is not with Lance and Brock Purdy. The comparison is between Brock Purdy and other starters. Now where does he fit in as a starting quarterback in this league? And the season will tell us. We'll be able to see. He may have a really good season. He may have a down year. I don't know. I don't know what to expect fully, but as far as camp reporting to me this is just me i'm past the hey we're we're in the rust period and shaking it off this is who i think brock purdy is what do you think rohan i am too i think that um he 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 showed us the second that he showed us really that his arm strength was back right because i don't think in all of the camp reports you've seen about Brock Purdy, I don't think you can say that you've seen reports that his arm strength has weakened. I think it's as as is right now, and he looks back. And as for the why would they be rushing him back, personally, I don't think that it's it's them that if anybody is rushing back, Purdy personally wants to play. We saw that when he, again, this is a little bit of speculation, but I it just the the events make sense. He played on an unscheduled day for, of practice yesterday. He was. It seemed like he was not supposed to play. All the signs add up. It, it matched with you know his. It matched with his throwing program. The top media sources said that they. It was an unexpected day for Brock Purdy to play. A lot of players rested. Trent Williams, Nick Bosa, uh, not Nick Bosa, sorry, Christian McCaffrey, and a lot of star players rested yesterday. And also, they had devised reps for three quarterbacks, meaning that they were probably in suit and uh, thinking of Trey Lance, Sam Darnold, and, and Brandon Allen. And so, to me personally, I think if anything is rushed back, it's Purdy himself. But I also don't think he's rushing back. I think he genuinely believes, and the doctors genuinely believe he's ready. If they fully sure. cleared him, he's there. And they're also not doing it because he also is still on a throwing program, right? It's not like he's throwing every single day and uh, potentially tiring out his arm. He looks the same in terms of his arm strength, in terms of things like that. And he's on a throwing program. I think that this portion of it, I, 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 I'm not going to necessarily buy um, the rushing back and, uh, you know, the rust kind of things. It's just now evaluating Purdy for what he is right now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, I when I get back into Florida, get settled at some point this weekend, I don't know if I'll do a live show or if I'll just put out a video, but I'm going to do a recap, add up all the throws, chart all the throws, and then just give my breakdown of of who I, you know, think one each day, why I think that and and just try to give you a full camp breakdown. I know that it goes fast day by day. You're watching all these content creators. And I know that we all appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, actually, let me get to BNA Music. I think he's got one here. All right, official BNA Music says Rohan is going to jail for that body he caught on Twitter. Dragged Lobs with those receipts. <laughs> oh, did you catch Lobs because he was like, "Oh, Rohan's now a Lance stand or something"? Did you no, pull up receipts? He called me a biased incel, and oh. uh, it was interesting because the specific word biased because of two days ago. He, he tweeted my tweet to three other people or something, and he said, this is unbiased coverage. 
when I was saying that Brock Purdy had a good day. I'm just saying what I see every day. That nothing has yeah. changed in my MO. It's just changed in his narrative. So had to point him out there for that one. It, that's funny to me because uh, I was very unbiased when I said Purdy had the best day. And I guess the two days that I said Lance had the best day, it's biased again all of a sudden. So I find that interesting how that works. If it fits your narrative, it's unbiased. And if it doesn't, it's biased. You got to love it. All right, y'all. Appreciate y'all for tapping in. I got to catch a flight. Love y'all.